Hello, hello, hello. Welcome again to Hello, Hello Hangouts. I am your host, Edwin, and with me here, back, back in the fabulous Whereby Machine. I was in the Whereby Machine for the last... Pam. Oh, no, no, you no weren't. I wasn't. I was actually in person. You were person. in studio. Now you're in back yes, in the Whereby correct. Machine. Welcome Hi. to Hello, Hello Hangouts. Akosi Pam. My name is Pam. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Uh... Edwin, so what have you been up to? What? Oh, okay. Um, all right. So one one thing that uh that's happening next month is that Angela, my wife Angela, is going to Vegas with a friend of hers. That's right. I'm not invited. <laughs> okay. What? I'm not invited. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, <laughs> it's like I've never really, you know, usually when Angela would take trips, Angela and I usually take trips together, you know, or that time yeah. where I had to go to the Philippines by myself, you know, but a um, couple times, several times. But um, I will be alone in the house for three days in the month of May. I Things could happen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a disclaimer like i'm sorry i'm, I'm not responsible for I want, whatever I, happens yeah i'm not gonna be responsible for my actions right <laughs> for three, okay. three days out of the month okay so here's the thing right angela was asking about this filipino restaurant that i that i know about that's on the north side of the strip in vegas near the stratosphere and I couldn't remember for the life of me what the heck that 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 Filipino restaurant was, and I knew it was a buffet. So I so what I do is I go on Google Maps, right? Okay. So I go Google Maps, and then I'm like trying to remember what what this uh, this restaurant is. So I'm just typing in something like like. Filipino buffet, you know, right? Vegas, right? Okay. In Google Maps. So Google Maps will go and show me the Filipino buffets in Vegas near, near the stratosphere, right? Okay. So guess how many Filipino restaurants there are in the near the stratosphere is there a lot i don't know holy crap there's like a lot of filipino restaurants like in near near and around the the north strip i how many restaurants do we have here in, in minneapolis we got i can only name two two the top and there's head. a third one coming right yep there's supposed to be a third one coming right yep so here so there's itoy sariling atin okay that's the one restaurant Nanay Gloria's so Filipino. That yeah. name screams Filipino. Filipino, right? Right. Nanay Gloria's Pinoy restaurant. This is just near the. This is again. This is near the, <laughs> the stratosphere, right? And then you've got ones like, like Cucina ni Lorraine Filipino buffet in an unassuming place. I don't know what that means. <laughs> hello, hello, <laughs> hello, hello, Filipino kitchen. Okay. Right, and then you've got you got uh, 
What was the other one that I found in here that was near here? Crap, I've lost it. Max's <laughs> Max's restaurant. There's Max's restaurant. This is actually a little off, really off the district, but there's a chain eatery for Filipino fried chicken. Okay. Okay. Just freaking. Oh come on! Are you... you know, like, <laughs> so come on, like, like we have, we have two, right? Get with it, yeah. Minneapolis. We need more. <laughs> we need Twin Cities. We need more. Come on, Vegas is eating our lunch when it comes wait, wait, to wait. Filipino restaurants. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, it's awesome that there's like a like a lot of Filipino <laughs> options in Vegas. However, do they have a Jollibee? Yes, yes, uh -huh. they do. I remember. Hold on. <laughs> Vegas Jollibee. I'm looking up right now because I know they had one. Have one. Jollibee. Vegas. <laughs> right? Yes, they do have. They have two. Two Jollibees. Okay. Uh... They have a Jollibee east of the strip and west of the strip. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. I'm I'm flabbergasted. Come on, like this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> this, like I wonder. I know this is probably gonna require some research, but I wonder, like the pop, the Filipino population is there in the in Vegas compared oh, it's to here gotta be. in Minnesota. It's gotta be, but still, you know, come on. There's Filipinos here. I want some Filipino restaurants. I know. I know. Cafe uh, de Man Cafe de Manila, Phil House, okay. There's more for do you. Do they have? Um, <laughs> do they have that bakery that you like? I know there's one in Chicago, but is there one? Oh, in the Vegas? Red Ribbon. Yeah. Oh, let me see. So Red Ribbon. Red Ribbon. I hope for your sake that they don't stop. Red Ribbon. Red Ribbon Filipino Bakery, right off 215 on Woodbury Beltway in Vegas. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> What else? Is there another one? Yes, there no. is. There's I one think... right off of Maryland Parkway <laughs> on the corner of Maryland Parkway and East Flamingo Road in okay. Vegas. There's two. <laughs> okay. I can't. <laughs> I'm... And, I and my wife is should... going to Vegas without me. <laughs> without me. <laughs> She's asking for Filipino restaurants. Oh my gosh. And there's like a Jolly Bean and a Red Ribbon. She'll have to report back, but I'm pretty sure that you'd know. just be pissed. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure she's gonna be. If she goes to one of these restaurants, she's gonna be taking pictures and texting them to me, and just like, <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'm moving to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I don't know. Like I'm just looking at this thing as a. I, I wasn't. I didn't even know. I just like. I thought there was like maybe like one or two. No, there was like a ton. Okay, there are more. I, I think there's more Filipino restaurants in near the Vegas Strip than there are actual restaurants in the casinos. I, <laughs> I wonder if it, is it because the Vegas, um, like the weather there, is much more attuned for Filipinos than no. here? No, 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 no. Violently shaking his head. Nope, nope. <laughs> If anybody has ever been to Vegas, and I'm sure there's Filipinos that's been to Vegas. I mean, come on. I know a lot of Filipinos who like to gamble. <laughs> I mean, 
You take oh, okay, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. right. It's hot. There's one thing, but it's friggin' dry. It's desert. It's dry, and it goes from like 30 degrees in the, in the middle of the night all the way up to 90 degrees. It's the, in the middle of the day. Heat. Yeah, it is. It is a desert. You know, is there yeah. a desert in the Philippines? No. No. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm happy where the the cold air hurts my face. <laughs> At least I don't. We don't have to deal with scorpions. That's true. That's true. Is it? Am I willing to deal with scorpions for a billion Filipino restaurants near me? Yes. Yeah. I already know you. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah. Just whatever Maybe. you do, check your shoes before putting them on. Man, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I get, I get disappointed sometimes <laughs> at the lack, the don't, lack. Don't lose hope, Edwin. <laughs> I fully believe that if we continue our fight, we Minnesota will have their own job. Oh, Bee. I'm sorry. There's three red ribbons. I missed one. It's up okay, on the north close, side. Close your browser, Edwin. You're just going to get more pissed off. Where is this? Woodbury Beltway. On the north side of the Woodbury Edwin. Beltway. Okay. Edwin. All right. Just <laughs> All right. close I'm it. I'm going to close it. Okay. And shall we move on to local yeah. news to make yourself feel better? Well, what have you been doing? <laughs> well, we'll discuss. We'll discuss. I found, I found an interesting novel and... And this will actually be, we will fully like dissect it and okay. discuss it in full. And it'll probably be uh, split into like what three sections spanned out again, you know, yeah. three episodes. Yeah. Um, because I want Edwin to read this. And it's, this will be part of our deep discussion for this okay. episode. And you'll, you'll find out why. But I want to calm down, Edwin. <laughs> and why don't. Why don't we focus on what's going on in Minnesota? Okay, so what's going on in Minnesota? Hold on, I got a bumper for this. Okay, so here's the things that are going on in Minnesota. We have another car in Daria. Okay, yes. so this is a saving grace. Like, this is the I like saving. I how you you immediately <laughs> go to that. Yes, I did. I immediately go to this because it is the saving grace. It's Oh. Does that make you feel happy? Yes. At least there is a... Okay. It's like a consolation prize in a sense, right? At least we have something here. You know? Yes, and what so. I like is that <laughs> on their Facebook page, and this is found... The Chirondria is found on the Philippine Center of Minnesota's Facebook page. Yes. Go check it out. It's on May yes. 1st. Um, Starts at 11 a.m., goes to 1.30. Yeah. Uh, it's in Maplewood. And what I like is that they do they do uh, list out the vendors that will be there. Yeah. And before people start sending me emails, because I can hear some typing going on now, before I hear your emails, people going, well, what about Manila Walk? What about a poise? Don't you like them? Yes, I do like them. <laughs> oh, yeah. In fact, I'm very appreciative that they're, they're around to save my palate. Yes. So and don't forget, there's the there's a new one coming out, and there's another one, Calzada's coming out. Yes, so it is an improvement, right? But still, Las Vegas is to. eating our lunch, Minnesota. <laughs> and you 
have to admit, this is a great way for the Philippine community to gather around, enjoy That's some true. yummy food, and discuss what's going on in the community and how how they're doing, really. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of familiar faces. But the thing with this carinderia is it also highlights vendors that don't have a brick and mortar uh, yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Like Indice Kitchen. We talk a lot about Indice Kitchen. As of this recording, I I have no knowledge that they actually have a restaurant to no. go to. They do have a food truck. So that's they a, do have a food so truck. So that's a that's a plus. So so forgive us if we if we like skim over those uh you know the three main restaurants that will be actually yeah. you know there but that you know a lot of like good vendors are past you know mouth to mouth mm -hmm. like mentally she was in she was a guest in our an earlier episode she doesn't have a she doesn't have a bakery she doesn't need a bakery really because yeah. it's word of she, mouth she's pretty popular Oh yeah, she's pretty popular. <laughs> and what I like is that it it, it kind of is a uh, like a chemical reaction. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden, you hear more bakers that you know use their home to bake more Filipino goods. All of a sudden, you have like a plethora of not well, we're not to that point now yet, but I'm just saying because Marla's baked goods would be there. Mm -hmm. And Mamacita's delicacies. Yeah, I think there's a new one that I'm not familiar with. Gem Ramos. Have you have you had any of their? I might have. There's that one table that like I spent quite a bit of money on last time I was there. Which one? We we always spend a lot of money on. <laughs> no, the one where the one where uh, where I got the was it Dinuguan and the. The See, I thought that the... was I thought for a second that was Manila Walk, but I'm starting to think it's not. It's I don't think it's Manila Walk. Yeah, they they uh they don't have a name. I think it's just like <laughs> Mystery Vendor. The Mystery Vendor. <laughs> but it, oh my gosh, you didn't want to talk about like but... authentic. There it is. <laughs> and yeah, and you have to and you have to realize that not all Candrias are are the same every time you go to a, a, it's a different they will swap off what they serve yeah yeah they served like Phil was it like filipino spaghetti oh wow yeah i i'm kicking myself that i didn't you know get that but if, i really want it yeah if i see that again i gotta get it because the thing is is that i want to know if they're using banana ketchup it cannot <laughs> be filipino spaghetti without banana ketchup it is true right it is true and then there are also other uh, services and products there too. Uh, Melinda Ortiz, Carter, Molly, beauty and health products will be there. And yep. then Nancy, uh, Paterna Walters, uh, financial resources will be there as well. Yeah. So it's going to be May 1st. It's at the Philippine center of Minnesota, uh, in Maplewood. And, um, usually starts around 11 ends at one, but the vendors start closing up like at what, like 1230 or something That's, like that. Well, that's because that's when the food is gone. Well, the food is gone, right? All you get is scraps by the time twelve o'clock hits. Yep, you gotta you gotta go there so, before the rice runs out. Yeah. 
So, um, and then I also want to uh, just a reminder that you still have time, but Sunday, July seventeenth, it's Philippine Day at Ojibwe Park. Yep. In, um, oh my God, where is that? In Woodbury. This is supposed to be uh, kind of uh, in lieu of an actual Philippine Day out in um, the traditional. Let's go over to White Bear Lake. Yeah. I mean, White Bear Avenue Hockey Arena, wherever that was. Yep. Yeah. And just so you let, and just to let you know, uh, Festival of Nations is a no-go this year because of COVID. <laughs> it's yeah. I always enjoy going to the Festival of Nations, so it's it's a bummer. But you know, it, gotta gotta okay. take what's there. <laughs> what, where where else am I gonna get my Scandinavian food? A Scandinavian restaurant. There isn't really. Is there still one left? Is Finnish Bistro still going? I thought there was a Swedish restaurant. There's there, Eric but the Reds, the... but they're kind of hit and miss, depending if there's a Viking the game or whatever. Oh, that's right! Oh, how could I forget? I went there last year. I was about year. to say, Minnesota is. is like. Has yeah, the majority of Scandinavian but, and but I don't count IKEA. I don't count IKEA as, as like as, I'm not. I mean, Scandinavian. That's like Scandinavian fast food. Well, yeah, you know? but it's still better than fast food. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I want like a, I want like a board of like, you know, like what is it called? A smorgasbord. <laughs> like the, it's like the it's like the charcuterie of the Swedish Scandinavian. Charcuterie. Oh yeah. my God. You Watch just that. so happened to just lodge that. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Word in. That's what I'm looking for. And it's always a hit and miss at, at, at Eric the Reds because every time there's a freaking like game going on over at the U.S. Bank, they shut down and become happy hour for like oh. all night. <laughs> so true. Trust it's me, always, I know it's that. A tough, <laughs> it's always a tough time whenever there's a game in Minneapolis. Yeah. It's like you really need to think multiple times whether it's worth it or not yeah it's true like you don't want to be downtown if there's a like a vikings game going on it's oh i not learned good. the hard way because i wasn't downtown for the twins opener yeah i was stuck yeah i was like okay i'll guess i'll just wait it out <laughs> i think i'll just wait here hopefully someone will fend for me and offer me <laughs> sustenance or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> Anyway, right. so that's what's happening. Um, oh yeah, there's one more, and we're gonna go a little deep dive oh. into it. Well, actually, there is right? another another thing going on. Uh, there is gonna be a mini the Minneapolis Film Festival is happening. Yes. Tickets are on sale now, and there is a f uh, a film from the Philippines that yes. is worth checking out. So the name of the feature is called Whether the Weather is Fine. Whether yeah. W H E T H E R is or whether the weather W E A T H E R is, is fine. fine. So why is it called that? Is because it covers uh the story of three individuals uh going through the aftermath of uh the super that, typhoon. That typhoon that happened. Yeah. Typhoon it's Kian not a documentary. I, I should say this. It's, it's not, not a documentary. It's, it's a full-on movie. Based off of true events, though. Yeah, it's a full-on movie. You know, with actors acting and stuff like that. It's it's based on yeah the super definitely hit uh, Bacolod. Oh oh, I was about to say Takloban. 
Or is it Tacloban? Or wait. I yeah. thought it was Bucklip. City of Tacloban. Oh, yeah. Tacloban City, yeah. Philippines. That's right. Um, and sort of like what people were doing during that time and how, you know, it's pretty, pretty gritty stuff. I, I just watched the, <laughs> I just watched the, yeah. uh, the, uh, the trailer. The trailer. Okay. Yeah. So this is, this is, uh, this is going to be another hard watch. It's gonna, it might be a hard for watch for some. I, there's like but, zero comedy, oh. all drama. Yeah. Like. Take out your heart and stomp it. Yeah, it's it is, and the thing is, like I I can't help but <laughs> just because I've been in the Visayas and I've seen like the cities there, you know, like I've you know I hail f I I mean I essentially hail from the Visayans, um, and it, it's pretty bad. And looking at this is uh, it just reminds me of you know the the towns and cities I've been to over there and how devastating there was this one scene in the trailer where it's like holy crap that kind of looks like Tagbilaran with all the you know with the messed up electricity lines mm -hmm. and everything you know it was just like that could be that and yeah so if, if you have it's it's a hard watch just looking at the trailer yeah. but it, it's, it's debuting in the um who is it? Uh, it's this is a this is a uh, um, uh, debut. Oh, the director. Yeah, debut film of the director, uh, Carlo Francisco Manatad. Yep. And um, so this is his first film, like full feature film. I I, yep. I want to see it because because I think it's pretty cool that uh, we're sort of like stomping into like U.S. territory when it comes to like film. Right, yeah. Um, because if I ever see another like, okay, Korean film in well, in the well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like every time we think of shows, Filipino shows get overshadowed oh, by K dramas and, and anime. They're good. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And they're good. They're there good. are a lot of Filipino good Filipino yeah. flicks out there that you know get so not mentioned yeah. enough I, I binged the crap out of filipino movies when i was when i was flying to and from the philippines those <laughs> those romance the rom-coms yeah but there were some really good ones i'm not talking okay, about the stupid okay. cheesy ones okay. you know <laughs> like but there were some really good ones where i like wanted to strangle people and <laughs> in the movie like <laughs> Like, what the heck is wrong with you? Like, you know. I mean, I saw Seven Sundays on the fil on the plane with your boy. <laughs> I still have yet to watch that, though. But yeah. Oh, wait. Did I? Did you see oh. that? Wait. Now I don't remember. Was it the one dealing with the father kind yeah, of the faking his death? Yeah. Like, and he calls his entire family, you know, and everybody sort of, like, has, like, these different, like, Issues, different and issues, and different like, you know, everybody okay, like haven't mind. really seen I each did. other, and yeah, he, the I father wanted that. to, yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix your... if you want to swoon over. Ding oh, dong it, dong it is. It's on Netflix. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. That's how I watched it, and I was like, oh, he's there, he's there. I had oh. a swoon moment. Multiple. Okay. <laughs> um. So back to the whole weather. The weather is fine. Yeah. 
uh, film. It is being shown on two days, or two nights, I should say. One is on May 8th, the other is on May 13th. Oh, lucky! Friday the 13th. Fun! <laughs> so, and so, too. yeah, so uh, Edwin and I are gonna probably pick a day and check it out, and we will report back with see how good it is how how drenched is is are my eyes like are they like <laughs> the the rim of my t-shirt is wet or <laughs> but yeah if you're if you're interested yeah go onto the um, Minneapolis Film Society's uh, webpage yeah. you could buy tickets online yeah it's, uh... I believe it's I think it's on the main the uh St. Anthony, I think. It yes. Say where. I want to say it is. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, it's asking it for, for my sign in login. I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do the that right now. Two. What is the main two? Oh, it's giving me. Yep, it's in. Um, yep, it's right next door to one of my favorite restaurants on Maine. So Which is Anthony. what we talked about in my our other podcast, yes. Dungeon Dinings and Dorks. Check yes. it out. Yes. So Which episode? I don't I don't remember. But <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Astros Cafe. Anyways, um it's right there in St. Anthony, Maine. It's on Maine too. So it's yeah, gay tickets. I think it's like fifteen dollars plus a two dollar like, like fifteen dollars and then there's like a two dollar online fee. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But if you're members, it's cheaper. Yes. I'm not a member, so I'll probably have to I'm pay not. for a price. So. But, <laughs> but that's like, okay. You know, the last time I went to a theater, very, very long time ago. I was about to say, I really don't remember the last movie I see. I watched in a movie theater. I really don't remember. It's been that long. Yeah. I think it was Infinity oh, uh, Wars. What? I think it was Infinity Wars. Was the last one I watched. No, Endgame. Endgame was the last movie I watched. It's, it's, it was a Marvel flick. Some. Yeah. No, so. <laughs> yeah, they've made me spend $15. They made me spend an extra $10 just to watch the other half of a movie. It's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> anyway, shall we go into our deep our deep talk for the episode for this episode? Yes, hold on. I was like I got to do this and here it is. So Pam, I, what are we discussing? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I, uh, Edmund and I are comic book nerds, and uh, there you're are much more I, of a comic book nerd than I am. I feel like I'm very, no, no, well, I'm pretty elementary when it comes to comic books. Well, I'm not well versed <laughs> either. I just like checking out the issues, and there are a couple series that I'm working on right now. Yep. Um. Anyway, I was checking out their clearance section, and there was a title that caught my attention, and I just had to buy it. Plus, it was it was marked down. The title of it is called Duran Duran, Imelda Marcos, and Me, a graphic memoir by Lorena Mapa. Me, I'm like, that screams Filipino. I have to get it. <laughs> and this is not the... Uh... This is not the uh, Barbara looking for a man named Duran Duran. We're talking about the we're talking about we're the talking group, about the, bands. the band. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Imelda Marcos and me. Um, we will. Uh, so it's it's actually it takes um, it takes a a, a Filipino a woman who was raised in the Philippines that later immigrated to uh, United States, got married, established her life here in the United States. Um, she got word that her father died and is goes back to the Philippines to, you know, pay her respects. Um, but as she is there, she relives her childhood. And the highlight of this episode is the whole Imelda Marcos. Or the Marcos, uh, the Marcos versus Aquino. Uh, so we're talking about the 1986. Yeah. Um, um, if because power to be honest, I know I know Edwin is very well versed in in the uh, in politics. I'm not. I only know that the names Marcos and Aquino <laughs> are popular names. I just didn't quite understand. You know the significance like who are they what did they do um this graphic novel kind of helps helps me understand understand mm-hmm. that um so apparently marcos was bad <laughs> yeah and this isn't we're not talking about the the, talk- the current yeah. person who's running for the president of the united yeah. uh, pre- sorry yeah. president of the philippines the not not uh not uh Ferdinand Marcos, was it Bong Bong? I think his name is the his uh, his um, his nickname, but uh, not that guy, not the current guy, but the grandfather of the of the current guy, uh, Ferdinand Marcos. Just to clarify, yeah. <laughs> so. Yep, Ferdinand Marcos and Imelda Marcos mm-hmm. was, or it, yeah, his wife basically yep and i was the shoe lady and and, (laughs) sorry Sorry. and um and i was just reading i was just reading through this and i I, I was like wow they they it i i mean i i didn't think imelda marcos was that bad like i know that they were bad but wow she was bad like okay, so we were talking about you know the Philippine uh, film, the film festival, and the director there uh, studied was an alumnus of like a the Philippine University film. of Philippines Film Film Institute. Film Institute. Yep. Okay. It's there like was... University of Southern California Film School or whatever. So Amelda, <laughs> the Marcos family basically used corruption so that they could live a lavish life. Oh, yeah. Um, Imelda was basically a crazy rich Asian Filipino style. Um, I learned that she wanted a film festival to kind of like rival the Cannes Film Festival. The Cannes Film Festival Um, in, in France, yep. Yeah, so she commissioned the Manila Film Center. Yep. And she modeled it after the Pantheon. It was very lavish, as usual. But, um, of course, she wanted it done by a certain deadline. 
And you know how construction is. The thing, the thing about that during the time of Mark, the Marcos era, the <clears throat> the Marcos regime, one thing that did flourish out of that thing, and we were sort of like, the Philippines was like, um, we were sort of trying to conglomerate like what it means to be a Filipino and what it means, you know, with the culture and these all these artifacts. This is the time where like the 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 art. The, the the Filipino um, culture center was was being built, you know. So it's it's it, 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 that was like maybe one of the good things about. Are you about talking? It. Are you talking about the Manila Film Fest, the film center? No, Manila this film is like is the cultural. Okay. This is the cultural center, but film oh, okay. was part of that. But you know, like there was like this time in the Philippines where it was just like was like you know like you know. Let's be good about... It was almost like a distraction, almost. <laughs> I feel like it was like... Like, here's this thing, you know, that we're doing, but don't pay attention to that. Pay attention to, like, this thing well, about being Filipino and culture. And <laughs> here's here's the thing about the construction of the Manila Film Center. Yeah. As the dead... And this is straight from the book. As the deadline loomed, a crew of 4,000 working around the clock tried to finish in time yeah but then a scaffolding collapsed sending over a hundred workers tumbling into the wet cement below the story goes that since it would have taken too much time to retrieve the bodies Imelda ordered construction to go on as scheduled the fallen workers were covered with cement then buried alive the festival opened on schedule and international stars unknowingly celebrated on top of what had become a doom what if that was true or not uh, uh, that's open to speculation, at least through the author's eyes. Yeah, here it is. I'm just I'm looking at the. I read that and I'm like, wow. I'm just looking at the building right now. Like, yeah, this is the. Yeah, this this building's familiar. And I, I mean, yeah, and it said that the Manila Film Center is one of the most haunted places in the Philippines, and I'm like, oh well, yeah. It, yeah. It wouldn't be as haunted if she didn't do that. Yeah. I'm sure it I is. Like, I, mean, I was reading that and I was like, okay, uh, that would be a place that I will probably skip or at least <laughs> admire from afar. Yeah, I remember this building. I read that and I'm like, are you serious? Like, I understand that, you know, Philippines had some crazy like ghost stories. That's just insane. Yeah. But this part of the I mean this part of the culture. But, and then, <laughs> and the then why... on top of that, I mean I mean for uh, Ferdinand Marcos wasn't exactly more no. modest either. I mean, didn't he have like like his face kind of like in Mount Rushmore style? Why was it? His face was, was everywhere. It? And the thing is, is that, I mean, it was, it was essentially like, I mean, I guess you could say picture it like, um, you know, like any other like dictatorship that, you know, pick, oh, you yeah. know, pick a dictatorship, you know, and that's basically like, right. it was a dictator. I'm sure he had like the dictatorship handbook with him like the whole time and, you know, tried to create this like sort of aura around him of, of power and you know what's power is you know to gain power you know in the way that a lot of dictators do there has to be corruption so well, 
<laughs> a lot of, what a lot of dictators run on is fear. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's what the Marcos regime yeah. is. And it's so sad though that they live such a lavish life that it's to the expense of the people. Yeah, and the, there's a reason why, you know, I'm I mean Imelda Marcos is known for the shoes thing, you know, the the 5000 shoes or whatever yeah and someone and she she actually had the audacity to correct the person who was interviewing her it's like no i don't have that many shoes i have this many shoes and it was like more <laughs> than what what was stated and it was just like you're not helping your case <laughs> you know <laughs> and because you know it's like i don't those think they're really designer shoes too yeah i mean i don't know i mean I mean, Angela's got a bunch of shoes, but not nearly not nearly as much as, you know, as I would that. like to say that I have a reasonable amount of shoes. I don't really go crazy on shoes, no. but then again, I mean, that's subjective. But, I mean, who was it? Like, family members of the Marcos regime was holding office, like, like you know, Department of the Treasury and a bunch of other, like, high, high-ranking jobs. They were family members or friends. Like, I mean, yeah. it's... It, you know, this is this regime came out was like I think it was like 1965. Is between yeah. 1965 and 1986. Yeah, 1986 was the last. Was yeah, when, the people um, power. The people power movement happened. Yep, and that was when uh, people were wanting more. Uh, they were fighting for democracy. Yeah, and what was it Corey Aquino? Is that the name? It was Nino Aquino first. It was her husband. Oh, okay. That was running against Marcos during that election time. And he was, you know, this is how bad it was. He was assassinated on the tarmac of Manila Airport. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, because he was running against Marcos, you know. I mean, that was, and it, I think, you know, I don't know what the story was, but, but... It was people who were, you know, pro pro Marcos at the time. I don't know if it was. Don't don't quote me on this. I want to say it was like actual like so, the military may have done it or whatever. I don't know. But the thing is, um, the you know, there's a reason why Nino Aquino Air, International Airport has his name on it is, because that's where it. he was named after. That it was on the same. So every time I fly to Manila, <laughs> on so, tarmac. So if I understand this correctly, Marcos was in rule. Uh, what's his name? Sorry, Aquino. Nino Aquino. Nino. Yeah. Nino Aquino started a rebellion, basically. Yeah. And it was to the point where he was jailed. Yep. And later kicked out of the country, and he stayed in the U.S. I believe. And then things got in the Philippines so bad that he was like, okay, no, I got to go back. I need to help out my fellow countrymen. Mm -hmm. On his way there, that's where he got assassinated. He didn't even set foot on soil. He yep. died on the tarmac. Yep. And and that sparked the fight for democracy. That was That was sort of the tipping point right there. Yeah, and her and his wife ran in his husband's place, which yeah. is Corazon Aquino. So it's Corey. And yeah, Corey was the president. Doi was the vice 
yeah, the vice president like that. that ran. Um, it was said that she would run. Uh, she would run uh, under two conditions: that if if they managed to collect one million signatures, and if Marcos calls for a snap election. I don't know what snap election means. Do you know that? A snap election is basically like if a if the um you know like the president can call a like if there isn't like a if there's like a like a like a no confidence thing going on you know to oh. prove so they they'll they'll hold a snap election saying that you know like you know one or two things one they prove that they are the rightful president of the Philippines you know or the the whole you know the no confidence holds true and then they you know he's he's booted out when a new person comes in so yeah. it's so, like that it's established is basically an impromptu election that's yeah, called and, by yeah and i and and it said in the comic here that Corey like didn't expect marcos to actually go for a snap election yeah. but then he later made a public announcement yeah I'm ready to run a snap election. And then yeah. Corey's like, oh, uh, okay, let's do this. So it's Corey Aquino and Salvador Doi Laurel yep. would be her vice president. So Doi Laurel is Nino's boyhood friend, political ally, and current leader of the opposition at the time. Mm-hmm. And like, there was like nearly uniform like support for Aquino. Like the it explained here on how her colors were yellow. Um yep. and it still is. <laughs> and when and when they were rallies, people would make a shape of the L in yep. to show uh support or whatever. Uh, most of the protests uh, most of the rallies were peaceful. There was only there was only one noted incident of um, of violence, which involved a uh, dismembership, and I will not, I will not mention that, uh, go any further. But yeah, and that was like I was reading throughout the whole entire thing, and I was like, oh, this, well, this, 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 I can't help but think of all the similarities of that election to the elections here in in the US. Mhm. Um so the story goes on that it came election time, people casted their votes. I mean, Marcos thugs or whatever um had their there were bribes, there were uh you oh, know yeah. people were like threatened to vote for Marcos and everything. And the popular vote obviously went to Aquino, but Marcos was declared the winner because corruption. Um, yeah. But people, but see, people, people knew that who the true winner was, and they didn't, they didn't, they didn't want to just stand around and and be like, oh, okay. So what happened was is that a lot of people took to the streets. To uh, stand up to Marcos, who had, who basically what, used the military to, yeah, enforce, enforce it. Yeah, because during this time, I mean, martial law was still a thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it still is a thing today, too. Yeah, in the Philippines. I, don't, I mean, especially in my neck of the woods in the Philippines. I mean, Marshall, yeah. I don't know if it's even been lifted. When I was in the Philippines, um, when I was in the Philippines back in 2018 and later on in um, early 2020, um, there was martial law was still going on. So there were checkpoints, searches, I mean, buses. We, I, I still remember, you have to get off the bus. Like, as soon as we enter the city, we get off the bus so they can search it for whatever's and then, mm. you know, and get right back on the bus. So it was, you know, it's, I've never been in that kind of thing before where, where, I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. That would not fly here in the United States. Right? What are you t- what exactly are you like about? like martial law and checkpoints and any of that stuff. Oh, people will be yeah. I mean complaining left and right. Oh, more yeah. so than now, I should say. Oh yeah. So it's I mean the things in the I mean, things can be you can get away with a lot of things in the Philippines that you can never get away from here, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the things in the Philippines would not actually happen here. Right? There might be a different reaction to it, but <laughs> I mean, I, I, th- the thing that the uh, uh, the author really zoomed in on is how peaceful the people were. Yes, I can't say the same if if it were to happen here in America. Yeah. I can't say the same thing because you know, you know, America's gun rights or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's here's the thing about the Philippines; they have. There, people carry guns in the Philippines, yeah. right? They have like sort of like a weird right to arms thing. I'm not actually quite sure what it is. I don't know if it's what the gun laws there, but there's people do carry guns. Like civilians do carry guns, and it's just a fact. That, yeah, you know, people they just okay. Yeah. <laughs> so again, you know, one of my, you know, a, an acquaintance of mine in the Philippines, you know, had a had a. Uh, and a nine millimeter and a and a satchel, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. follow you know and following me around, you know, and it's just it's just to think about that is a little weird, you know, but you know, but it's it, it is what it is, and I'm not you know when it comes to gun rights for me, you know, like I don't, you know, yeah. handguns fine, but assault rifles I don't get it. Uh, but, yeah, you know. But but I I like it because out in the streets, like almost everyone was out there. Men, women, yeah. children, uh, elderly people, the disabled. None. It was were, big. Were uh, praying yeah. right in front of the tanks. Yeah. During I Even mean this. Oh, sorry. I mean during that time, you know, it was. It was, um, there were some missteps that the Marcos regime did that caused people to sort of like switch sides. Yeah. Right? And it just got bigger and bigger to the point where it just couldn't be handled. I mean, right. And then, and there, I think there were some, and even the military themselves, like, they couldn't bear to think of like shooting a kid, even when ordered. They were like, nope, I won't do that. Um, so yeah. eventually, the the voice of the people did win, 
other person. I think it lasted for like four days, something like that. And then finally, Marcos. He he fully conceded. He he, he didn't concede. He, That's the thing. He, he never conceded. <laughs> yeah. He just fled. Yeah. Because he couldn't think of anything he still, else to do. <laughs> yeah. During his lifetime, after he fled to to Hawaii, it was he still felt like he was the rightful. He was still the he was a rightful president of the Philippines, and he was I mean he was he was prevented by the Aquinos from serving his you know his office, right? Right. And Even though the people clearly like the like, Aquinos better than him, but he's yeah. like no, and, no. <laughs> and guess what? That still happened today in the Philippines. Like it's not even. You know, there's some people who are still Marco supporters in the Philippines, and I'm not talking about the new guy. Yeah, right. But it could be, right? But there's still some people in the Philippines who are still saw that Marcos was a rightful president of the Philippines, right? And the Aquinos became, in their eyes, again, right? You know, the you know the perception of one person is different from the perception of another person, and and there's. You know, people see the Kinos as, you know, as corrupt and they corrupt the whole system yeah. and whatever, you know, you know, and, but there's other people in, in, uh, you know, to see it the other way around, you know, like the people right. power movement was a really good thing. Whatever the politics is, whatever, you know, what, what floats anybody's boat, because we're not here to tell you who's right and who's wrong. Right. The thing right. is, is that. You know, it happened. And during that time, it was pretty much turmoil. I mean, my family left right when this whole thing happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we came, my family came here in 1986. And literally while you? we were on the plane, while we were on the plane, right, was when all this crap happened. Do you remember any of it? No, I was a kid. Oh, I mean, okay. I was I was more interested in what's that white yellow, what's that white fluffy things in the on the ground? Oh, okay. You know, fair enough, fair <laughs> right? enough. Because I was here during February, and it, that was that's the thing. Like all this stuff happened during when I when when my you know, when my family immigrated into the United States, right? And I still had family in the Philippines who were very political. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're very political, and I've had members of my family who who ran for offices, you know, and and they were part of this whole entire, you know, you know. I don't know exactly what their politics was way back when. I mean, the only one I knew that that really had something going, you know, she's, you know, he's he's passed away for you know for twenty plus years now, and. But he ran for he ran for public office during that time, and so it, it's it's a very um, you know. But it does. I can't help again, like what Pam says. I can't help it, but but sort of like see the you know the similarities and the differences between here and well, the United States. So well, especially with the whole when I was reading the whole voter fraud thing. Yeah. The exact opposite happened here. Yeah. I mean... And people still believe. Oh, you'll never I, change the mind. 
you know, I, I, it's always like, it's always like if I'm sitting here and trying to argue with a person who believes on a thing and really deeply believes on it and you're trying to change his mind, good luck. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, you're not going to do it. Right. That's why right. I don't bother. I don't bother with every time I, I know the person in front of me is like, you know, a Trump supporter, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yep, and I'm not going to change his mind. That's why I never and, go there. And you know, <laughs> I think I think the, the there that's one truth with elections, either in the Philippines or here. Politics are very divisive. Oh yeah. It's and it's. I it's remember especially hard on families that yeah. you know don't agree on one side. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? That's why I try I try to keep things sort of neutral in the Philippines, and sometimes I I show my show what I'm for and what I'm against and stuff like that. But yeah. one of the biggest decisive, one of the biggest things right now in Philippine politics, you know, right now is decisive, is, is very, it's very like, you know, polarizing. Yeah. So, you know, it's either, you know, Again, like what I said last time in the, in the last episode, I don't live there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, yeah. And I do have, you know, I do have family who live there and they have the right to vote. They have the right to whoever wants to lead them and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. if they want Marcos to be their their president leader, then, you know, all power to them because that's, that's what they voted for, right? It's like, you know, that's why, you know, when... You know, here when you know the whole Trump thing happened, you know it. You know, I cared about that because I live here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, to me, good things could happen with it. Who knows? Maybe he sees the wrongs of his family's ways or whatever. <laughs> you know, who knows? The new Marcos. The, the new, new Marcos. Marcos. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that in the Philippine politics today, they're trying to put more rights to the provinces, right? Yeah. And that's what... Which could be a good thing. Which could be a good thing. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, that, like, I know there's a lot of you know divisiveness in terms of, like, you know, the federal government of the Philippines sort of, like, overtake provincial governments, you know? I mean, yeah. there's, there's, you know, I mean, what does that sound like? Oh, I don't know federalism versus states here yeah you know it's so you know who has more rights state you know the right state should have more rights than the you know like should be more autonomous to the gov from the government and that sort of thing we've heard this entire political thing before yeah. and there has to be a good balance to it and whatever that balance is is whatever and- works for the people and, <laughs> so and you know what's interesting as you talk about how your family has some political hand in or a hand in politics there in the Philippines. The author just mentioned that her dad was, you know, appointed. I forgot. I forgot the title, but yeah, his, her dad was appointed uh, in, in part of uh, the Aquino uh, committee. And I was like, is that, is that a Filipino thing? I mean, to have the at only, least one relative serve yeah, in government or I mean, serve office or I mean, whatever. Philippine families are pretty big, you know. True. 
true. That's the thing. Like, I mean, my family, in my my side of the family, my in my mom's side of the family, almost definitely. There's they we had we had cousins, and um, and um, aunts and uncles. You know, once or twice removes or whatever. You know that mm. that you know that ran for office. They get voted into office. Sometimes they didn't get into office because of whatever. You know, and that's like. I mean, my mom, my parents told me I had a, like, <laughs> my parents told me, like, like, my, my uncle or whatever, you know, and I don't know how much of an uncle a person is because, you know, we always, like, mismatch those kind of titles in mm-hmm. the Philippines, you know, was, was the governor of whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's kind of like, oh, Am I ever gonna meet this person? Oh, we don't talk to him. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, well, whatever. I mean, my my dad was. Oh, gosh, I can still remember this. My dad was palling around with the, uh, you know, with the, uh, with the. Uh, Wasn't that the governor? Prevent the, time? the governor of the Compostela Valley or whatever the heck, like, like, you know. And I was wondering who the heck that dude was with the entourage. The entourage you know? should have been a very big guess. Yeah, right? Like, I was just like, like I remember telling my dad, I was like, I remember, telling, I remember asking my dad, it's like, it's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> What's going on? You know, you know, yeah, you know that there's a very, you know, powerful person when there's an entourage, especially when they're, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of like, you know, there's these surprises that happen and, you know the you know the mayor of the town goes over to the to my parent you know my family's um my family's compound because there's a party and all of a sudden he's there yeah you know like, oh okay you are a senator okay yeah and i'm kind of like nice. yeah and i'm getting introduced to this guy and then he's like talking to me and i'm like hi yeah i'm from the us <laughs> please don't ask favors you know i'm just I like I do want to I do want to uh, just insert this as kind of like a disclaimer. I'm in no way of saying that don't vote for Marcos because no. of the history. This is solely me kind of undergoing a impromptu yeah. history lesson it, <laughs> through a graphic novel. Yeah, and here's here's the thing, right? You should learn. I mean, I always encourage anybody who's Filipinos to learn the fil- history of the Philippines because it tells a lot, especially for, for where, what your parents, how your, what makes your parents, you know, I mean, and where they're coming from. Um, to learn is to learn what they were going through in the Philippines and why they came here and all that stuff. And, it's and you know what, a graphic novel like is a good way hits it because not only does it cover like the facts and the events that happened yeah. it covers the emotional uh aspect of things because mm-hmm. her apparently her parents uh did partake in it but but what you don't see in textbooks is that they were scared yeah they were about scared because they were afraid that well what if marcos you know what if there's there's a there's a supporter in marcos that come in armed Will we get killed or, you know, hurt or whatever? So there was a lot of anxiety uh, going on to that. But it's also 
exhibiting the tipping point of the Philippine. And it and she uh the author also says that you know how Filipinos are viewed as generally the gentle um hospitable uh people mm-hmm. but only if you there is a tipping point that if you reach it <laughs> that we will take a stand yeah we will take a stand um just to just to close it off there's one thing i wanted to to um if you guys want to know more about the 1986 people power movement it's also called edsa um yes so um there's um origins that osu.edu has a good write-up on what exactly happened during that time in the Philippines and who are the key players and that sort of thing. Um, and sort of like what devolved after that. And what evolved mm-hmm. after that. So it's kind of, it's a, it's a good thing. There's a video on, there's also a video on YouTube um, that's, that um, the OSU.edu puts out, that put out called the People Power Revolution, Philippines 1986. It's on YouTube. If you want to learn oh, cool. more about that, that's a good place to do it. Um, it's, you know, it's, you know, just the facts, you know, that sort of thing. And and it shows you what, what, what went on there. It was a very big turning point in, a, in Philippine politics and Philippine government and culture. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And. But, uh, um, just, just, just to wrap it up, um, if any of you are interested in the the comic book we will be discussing it in future episodes because there's a lot to dissect on in it but again the title is duran duran imelda marcos and me by a, a graphic memoir by lorena mappa i'm pretty sure you can order it through amazon i think maybe you can so. check it out in a library i don't know but it's it's for those of you that are interested in you know what we're talking about um it's really worth the read Especially yeah. to those like me that, you know, I don't like history textbooks. I just get lost in... <laughs> I just get lost in, like, the dates and this is what happened and then this is what happened. It just... It doesn't really uh, keep... I. It, it's really hard for me to keep that information through a graphic novel. It's more easier because it's a story. Yeah. So... If you if you want go check it out. That's it. Cool. Um, I guess we. What's that? Shall we end it on a sweet note? Yes, let's end it on a sweet note. That yes. was pretty heavy. Because <laughs> that was pretty. That was a lot. What's the sweet note? Oh, I I didn't know if you wanted a oh sort of hook. Oh, that's right. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Let's see. What are we, what are we gonna use? Let's use the entertainment one, maybe. That was the entertainment one. Oh <laughs> crap! I don't have a bumper. Okay, we'll do this one again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to. I need more need to... bumpers. I think we need. We need. Okay. <laughs> I need more bumpers. We'll work on that. Anyways, okay, what's so... the sweet note? I was on a TikTok kick again, oh. and this one is actually sweet because. They like I've seen like a string of TikToks uh, about some dessert. It's very simple. 
and it came from the Philippines. And I was like, okay, what's this dessert? And it's three ingredients. Avocado, condensed milk, and shaved ice. And it sounds like an oversimplified hollow hollow, really. It does count as a hollow hollow. In my view. So I was like, okay. But avocado? Yes. I don't know. Yes. People, and so far, all the TikToks that I've watched, like, people liked it. And I'm like, okay. I'm still it's got, skeptical. Because it's got condensed milk in it. It's all, that's all that needs to be said. I'm, <laughs> but I'm just thinking, is that all that you'll taste? Because avocado no. well, is kind of meh. If anything, it puts more fat into it, so it makes it a lot bit more creamier. If it's that's okay, yeah, okay. but that's it does count. I mean, it's got the two staple ingredients of hollow hollow, you know. Oh, with the shaved ice, shaved ice, and condensed sweet condensed milk. Yeah, yeah. But I was that's, like avocado and avocado only. It's yeah. like, is that enough? It's really Cause simple. Because in, <laughs> in a typical hollow hollow, there's like what three or four red beans, more and it's got that gelatin thing that's inside of it. Um, sometimes they put ubi ice cream or whatever ice cream on top of that. There's also that, coconut that shavings. Stuff. The stringy oh, stuff. Shaving. Yep, the stringy stuff. I don't know what those are called, but it's nope. there. The stuff that I have serious issues. Yeah, with. you have serious issues, there, but I don't. I am. I know a, you don't. <laughs> because hollow hollow is one of those things. If they're serving it up, chances are it's going to be in my hands. I, so, the, I mean, one of the goals of this podcast is to find a hollow hollow that I actually like. It's like I am trying my best. We're gonna find to awaken one. the inner Filipino in me by forcing myself to like. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to go to Cardario. Someone's going to be serving up Kalo Halo. You know, maybe in the summertime. Yeah, and then I'm going to be, like, forced to, like, order one and be like, okay, you're going to like this, Pam, whether the texture grosses you out or not. This is why we have recorders on our phones. Just for (laughs) such occasions. (laughs) The internet is forever. Yes. (laughs) So, but, okay, well, since... I saw this, and I think Edwin and I are going to try it out. Just so that we could say that we tried it. Say that whether or not if we liked it. And if... I mean, if you if you are able to find avocado ice cream, maybe it's a similar taste to it. I can probably. try it. I have, con- I have shaved... I can make shaved ice. I, I have sweetened condensed milk. Because a Filipino pantry isn't a Filipino pantry without sweetened condensed milk. <laughs> right? True. <laughs> <laughs> and... And I'll go get an avocado because we live in Minnesota and we get avocados in the wintertime. So. <laughs> we have 24 7. We have 365 days a week avocados here in Minnesota. So. That's true. True. Plus, it's, it's a new era avocados. Yes. Avocado toast. Oh, yes. Yes. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's I don't thing. see it going away, really. No, it's actually quite tasty. I've had avocado toast. I've had, yeah, I've had <laughs> avocado, uh, like, very fancy from a restaurant. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. That definitely hit. But I haven't actually tried making my own. Was it so. worth? I paid $7 for my avocado toast. Was it worth $7? No. But it was tasty. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah, we will have to report back. So that's going to be our little homework. We're going to try this. 
TikTok Filipino dessert, like Americanized halo halo. Yeah, I guess you could. We're say. gonna try. I'm gonna try it. I'll report back. We might even have a live tasting next time. So <laughs> we will. Uh, we'll see. Yep. So. All right. So that's the end of the show. Thank you for joining us um, on episode 30 of Hollow Hollow. Yes, of Hollow Hollow Hangouts. <laughs> um, I'm your host, Edwin. You can find me on uh, on Twitter Twitter at DIY Edwin. No, no, sorry. Twitter at tweettcitiesedwin.com. You can find me on Instagram at DIY Edwin. You can also email us if you have any insights or you want to challenge or whatever the heck you want to do. Um, please don't hesitate to email us at hollowhollowhangouts at gmail.com. Also, you can also drop us a line on our website at legendcreators.com. Uh, and Pam, where can they reach you? So you could find me on the socials on Twitter at PandaCatDragon1. I'm also on Instagram um, at PandaCatDragon. I'm also behind uh, the Facebook page of Legend Creators. Um, did yes. you also mention... I'm sorry, did you also mention about the uh, the um, the website? Yes, Legend Creators... Lechicreators.com. It is a little light. Um, Also, don't forget to like and subscribe um, and um, uh, comment. Uh, You can always comment on on any of our um, Spotify. Oh, apparently, Spotify can now, uh, you can also give stars on Spotify if you like what you hear. You know, give us a a good rating on there. Um, Um, If you are. If you are checking out any of the events that was listed on our podcast, like the Karinderia, um, please uh, please stop and say hi. Yes, we would love to meet listeners. We would love to meet listeners. I want to see how what we uh, who listens to us. <laughs> I know there's a bunch of people listening to us, but I don't. I've no. I've I've uh, I haven't really seen them. We don't do meetups, so i'm not quite sure that's 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 a potential it's potential all right well uh we'll see you later uh next time on hollow hollow hangouts mabuhai